Hey there, Rooster Teeth fans. Welcome to another episode of the Ruby After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we are talking about Volume 5, Episode 9, A Perfect Storm. And guys, we also have a very, very, very special guest uh, calling in studio tonight. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Ah, I never, ever, ever get tired of this opening. It's I'm, a solid opening. Oh, I here we go. So, oh my gosh, we got the light show. We got a light show and everything. Hey there, Rooster Teeth fans. Uh, we're here to talk about Volume 9 episode... Or, wow, Volume 9, we skipped forward. We're talking here to talk about Volume 5, Episode 9, A Perfect Storm. We don't want to waste any time, guys, because we have a very special guest on the line. Let mm-hmm. me go ahead and introduce my fantastic panel. To my left, Mark Donica. I'm Mark B. Donica. You find me on Twitter on Mark B. Donica. To his left, Stacey Shuttleworth. Stacey Shuttleworth, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and all over the net at Stacey Shuttles. To her left, Katie Cullen. Hi, all my buddies. You can follow me all over the social medias at Kiajay. And to my left, <laughs> I'm Megan Salinas. You guys can tweet at me at the Mengwin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. We are going to be keeping an eye on, um, which hashtag do we want? Uh, I've got both. Uh, we've got questions both on uh, RWBYABTV and RT Reviews. Excellent. We're going to be keeping an eye on both of those hashtags. And both Mark and Katie have you guys covered on the live chat. In case you have any questions for our very special guest calling into this studio tonight. Uh, so happy to introduce Samantha Ireland. Hi! Can I talk now? Yes, you can. No, you're good. <laughs> How are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you guys? It's so good to talk to y'all. Yeah. You almost said see, but you didn't. <laughs> I know. I want to <laughs> well, well, we won't, we we're super excited to talk to you because um, back back at RTX, you told me about this little Western thing that you were working on uh, that you were trying to shoot before it it stopped being too hot. Uh, Wolves inside. Uh, tell us a little bit about that project and and how it's it's a crowdfunding. It's it's a short film. Let all the folks know if they don't know yet if they've been living under a rock. Let us know a little bit more about that. Um, okay, sure. Uh, so Wolves Inside is a short film that I wrote and I will be directing and producing and, uh, as well as I'll be in it. And, uh, but it is a female led Western that takes place in the late 1800s of West Texas. And, uh, it just kind of follows this one day that happens to these people. Um, so this, uh, basically, the synopsis, an elderly woman and her granddaughter encounter a dangerous stranger, and in one fateful night, they must all come to face the wolves that walk among them and the ones inside themselves. It was uh, kind of sparked from the Native American parable, The Tale of Two Wolves. If you know anything about that, there's um, they believe that there's two wolves fighting in us, and um, it's a very beautiful um, tale. If anyone's ever interested in reading it, you can find it all over online. Um so it kind of sparked from that. And also just, I love West Texas. Uh, it's kind of been a part of my, I don't know, like my DNA, it feels like. Mm-hmm. And um, I, uh, and I've been wanting, I love Westerns. I love all kinds of Westerns too. And I just never felt connected to, I rarely, I don't want to say never. I rarely felt connected to the women that I would watch in the Westerns. A lot of them are tropes. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, um, and also, there there's just not enough for women. Uh, there's a lot more recently about three dimensional because I don't know. I feel like uh, we get written as women kind of either 
a Madonna or a horror. And like, it's never, there's never an in-between. And I just wanted to write compelling three-dimensional characters that I saw myself as and other people. And it's kind of developed from there. And it's like a revenge story. It has all of the, you know, the little, um, all the subgenres a part of that. But it's a modernized Western. It's going to be very dark and gritty. Uh, but I love it. And we have 85% of the crew are women. 50% of the cast are women. And women hold all the major positions in the production as well. So that includes writer, director, producer, DP, all of the crew, except for just two people that are PAs. That's it. Like, mm-hmm. everyone else is a woman. And we're really excited. And we're going to shoot on location in Terlingua, Texas. Hell so yeah. Kind of. That's kind of my long spiel about it so but yeah we're crowdfunding right now you can find us at seedandspark.com uh seedandspark.com slash fun slash wolves inside had to think about it for a sec mm-hmm. um it's taken over my life but uh yeah <laughs> so that's where you can find us and you find more information about it there's a teaser for it and you get to hear me talk about it all again so i love the teaser just the the short little bit of of uh the spanish dialogue at the top is so it pulled me in immediately and, and i'm oh, good. so into it good. so into it and oh uh, good <laughs> as far as far as the crowdfunding goes there are incentives for rooster teeth fans out there if, if i'm not mistaken yes uh there's a really fun one uh it's uh, for 50 dollars. you can get a uh, special message recording from me from either nora or the flower scouts or ct somebody asked about ct oh, but wow. i wouldn't have a voice i wouldn't have a voice filter so like fyi if you wanted to have it with the helmet i don't know how to do that <laughs> I am not a, i'm not a sound engineer i can't do that so um but i've gotten some really really cute um messages people have used um messages for like their alarm clock oh and, my God. um and for their ringtone like answer the phone <laughs> it's been really fun um so yeah if you're interested in having nora or the flower scouts talk to you nora's i will only people people have only asked for nora so far i'm surprised so why wouldn't anybody want the flower scouts well uh, i would totally want the flower scouts as my alarm yeah. clock telling me to wake the fuck up them yelling at you, like yeah. in succession yeah I mean, that's, oh my god like wake up that's uh, that's the main issue is i think people don't want all of the cursing that would come from the flower scouts <laughs> Just in public, just answer the fucking phone, and then oh, oh my God, that's so my sorry. mom. I have to take her. It's your mother. Oh, I'm sure there's also the concern of oh, those are drug lords calling. Oh yes. Yeah. So sorry. <laughs> exactly. Oh, boy. Um, I, I'm personally curious because uh, the western genre is also one that I sort of have a love hate relationship. I love a lot of the great stories that are told from some of the classics like The Searchers, but on the other hand, as you pointed out. Westerns aren't particularly kind to women. So in, in, in some rare, there are some rare exceptions. Um, so I'm wondering, as far as the look of this film goes, are, are there any Westerns in particular um, in terms of that you're like pulling as far as inspiration goes? Um, yeah, there's, well, I'm also looking at ones that aren't even like people would technically call a Western. Like, I think There Will Be Blood is a Western. Oh, sure. Um, Absolutely. And uh, so... Something like that. Uh, Hateful Eight, a little bit, so a little bit more modern. Um, the Keeping Room is kind of in there, too, just because it all happens in one place. And um, But, yeah, the looks are going to be, it's going to be very chiroscuro. So it's a lot of shadows. It's going to be, it's not going to be Technicolor. It's not going to be spaghetti. 
Um, so we're kind of going more that route. It's going to, it's going to be, uh, something completely opposite of the short film I did last year. It's like <laughs> just completely opposite. So I'm really looking forward to it just to get kind of down and dirty, to be honest. And um, you had some recent casting announcements as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Nick Stevenson is going to be in the cast. Uh, he is amazing. He's in uh, Orange is the New Black, the first two seasons. He's in The Sun, uh, The Long Road Home. There's a few other things I can't like. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. He's fan- fantastic. He's a producer as well. And then Electra Avalon, who is just on day five, season two she's also joined the cast and she is so amazing she's so wonderful she's it and she's perfectly cast for the role too like when i was writing this character i said oh it'd be so great if she could do it and then she said yes <laughs> <laughs> those are the best stories <laughs> yeah um really quickly one of our one of our followers halcyon traveler on uh twitter wants to recommend the, the new netflix show godless uh yeah. and and says that the, the female characters in it are pretty awesome not a question, but a comment, but we'll take it. Godless. Yeah. Um, I was going to start watching it, actually. What kills me is that I saw the trailer for it when it first came out a couple months ago, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> and um, I was like, everyone's got something. I mean, it's it's not at all the kind of story that we're telling, which is great on our behalf, but it, we are going to do a, a, a limited series after the short film based on these characters. So I'm like, oh, God, so many things in common. Um but I've also heard that it's really not about the women. I've heard it's that actually too. more about the male characters, like the three of them or something like that. I like the Jeff Bridges character and some two other guys. Oh, that's um, disappointing. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, like there, I think it was like the yeah. second episode or first episode. I just saw it like kind of out in the internet world that somebody had written down all of the, they transcribed the episode and 75% of the lines were to the men and, um, so, yeah, I also I haven't watched it, so I can't speak on it. But the trailer really definitely made it look like yeah. like the women were badass. But mm-hmm. I don't know if they're the main focal part of it. So um, that's kind of good for us. <laughs> Remember that Netflix show? This does it better. <laughs> it does it more. Um, we so, actually um, are about the women. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not so much of what the show is actually about so much as you trick your audience into thinking yeah. it's about one thing and then you give them something yeah. else that you didn't promise and that's not cool. You came here for yeah. the women but you're staying for Jeff Bridges, right? No, I'm here for the women. <laughs> no. uh, first off, I love Jeff Bridges and that's oh, yeah. Yeah. So It's like, oh, like, why? Why? <laughs> like, but I, like, I remember seeing the first trailer and I was like, yeah, okay. And then the second trailer like really got me kind of hooked. But I've just been so focused on the campaign and pre-production that I haven't, I've been barely watching any television. And I think, like, the last thing I want to watch right now is a Western. (laughs) But, like, but but at the same time, I want to see what it's about. Because they are empowering women in those roles, no matter what. Having women in in the West is empowering Mm -hmm. (laughs) because they're rarely seen. Um, So... But yeah, I'm interested. Thank you for that suggestion because I know that there should be strong characters at least in there. I don't know how much there are about them, but I'm going to definitely give it a look into. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I do have a question about, and maybe if it's a, obviously we don't want any spoilers, but um, one of the things it's that I find very, very intriguing um, about looking at the West in terms of like the 
as a time period is something that's kind of overlooked in history is that a lot of those western towns were built by women and nobody ever talks about that because everybody just remembers you know the john wayne cowboy desperados uh, yeah. that were hilariously inaccurate so so i'm wondering <laughs> if you know town western towns being built by women is in any way sort of tied into uh the the plot line of the film for the film no um but for the series, it might be a part of a storyline for one of the characters. Um, we're going to try to focus on, for West Texas, there was a mercury mining out in Terlingua. Uh, that was an active mining area, which kills me. Godless is in a mining area. Again. So it's like, oh, my God. Um, so, so many things. Uh, so we're going to focus on, and we're also going to focus more on, like, the demographic of people that were out there, too. So we are, like, we have Spanish people that we're following and um so that might be a part of it for the series because for the series we're going to do a voluntary writer's room and uh we'll have people write episodes but I'll be the showrunner I know where all the arcs I want them to go but I know I'm not as strong of a writer as other people are so I want to use people that have are extremely talented at it and I want us to collaborate and if we go through something a little bit stronger, more on the town part, I would like to be able to go to a town, talk about the town, how it's kind of ran by the women because men are gone so often. Um, I would love to be able to talk about that. I see it in one of the, um, the storylines for sure. So because um, I've been like playing with them for quite some time now. So, yeah, that's, that's it. And no spoiler. Feel <laughs> so. free not not to answer this question, but um, with with crowdfunding, Folks um, want to know what everything is going to. How much have you put anything aside from the crowdfunding campaign towards the series part of it, or is this all for the short? This is all for the short film. Awesome. Um, it's insane how <laughs> much <laughs> money uh, goes into filming a short film. Um, it's and I, you know, that's not even all the money we need. I'm putting in my own money as mm-hmm. well. Um, so, guys, yeah, give us money. <laughs> Less coming out of my pocket, but um. But the more we get out of our crowdfunding means, also we can pay people a little better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not I'm not fond of how well, how I'm paying them now, but I'm paying them. That was important to me, especially for something that we were going to shoot on location. This place is not this place is having no cable. It has, barely has Wi-Fi. Like we're going to be having people be with us throughout this whole thing, and it's going to be I I plan meticulously, so I think we'll have a smooth as we can. Um, shooting, but anything can happen, and I just want my crew to be happy. I want my cast to be happy. I want to feed them well. I want to, you know, give them shelter, and <laughs> um, and I don't want it to be shitty. Like, no, excuse me, but I don't want it to be that. Um, and I, because I don't work for free anymore, mm-hmm. so why should I expect other people to do it for me? Like, when you start work, when people are starting out, like I try to help out as much as I can, but just with a kid and that stuff, it's harder for me to do just creative work. So I just, that's why I did a crowdfunding. And also I think it's kind of like a rite of passage for filmmakers because you learn how to beg, borrow and steal. And you really need to focus on what is absolutely necessary for this to, to see it through to the end, to make it a successful film or web series or feature. You don't know, you have, you never have a clue. Um, until you start really getting to the nitty gritty of money. So this is all going to the short film. This is for paying people, feeding people, gear, production, you know, 
it's a very, it's a scarce uh, kind of scene that we're going to be looking at, but we still need to have things that can portray that time period and mm. costumes and special effects makeup. Like I said, it's really gritty. You're going to have lots of blood, stuff like that. Sweet. And so ugh, I don't want any more, but you know, like there's going to be, um, we got to think about weapons, all that stuff has to portray it as correctly as we can for the money that we have. Um, so you just, you really have to look through what is absolutely necessary for this. And you have to think about that when you're writing too. Don't write a film that you can't do. This is something we can do. This is easily a film we can do. It's just got to make sure we're doing it the right way. And mm. I've got a team that I feel like we're going to be able to pull that off successfully. We're super looking forward to it. Um, if you're watching right now uh, live, this is on the 20th. There's seven days left to donate. That's seedandspark.com slash wolves inside. Um, give what you can. If you if you can't give anything, spread the word. There might be somebody in your life that's like, you know what? I want to see a women dri- driven production and a women driven western. And you never know. You might get some some people that are willing to donate quite quite so much. Quite, quite. And you know, and also, hold on, <laughs> I'm gonna plug real quick. Please, Seed and Spark. Seed and Spark is amazing. This is for anyone that wants to crowdfund for a film that is only geared towards filmmakers. It is a great personal crowdfunding platform they have workshops for you to get you prepared they have pdfs for you to follow along they give you the tools to make a successful crowdfunding campaign mm. it is a lot of work yeah but I, I i i push anyone if they're willing to if they want to do it for themselves do it and also um if we so we have about 260 something followers that does not cost money um, for you to follow us, which we get, um, so we hit the 250 mark, which is amazing. So we're eligible for cash prizes and packages from Seed and Spark. But if we hit the 500 follower, Ooh. we're able for like even more. And it's like insane. Um, so that's kind of our goal right now too, is to get 500 followers in the next seven days. So we need to add about, basically we need to double our followers. So if you're interested in following us and you can't get financially, do not worry about it. We just want you to be a part of it. We want you to be a part of our audience. So go to scenespark.com slash fun slash wolves inside. Um, make yourself an account, a scenespark account. It's free, just like all the other accounts that we all make for everything. Mm-hmm. And um, just press the follow button and you're golden and you're set and you would help us tremendously. You so can even log in with Facebook. That's, that's it with my plug. So... Um, <laughs> Well, thank you. We're, right. we're thank you. we've I'm super excited about this project. Um, we're gonna we're gonna move on to uh, tonight's episode of Ruby. Please feel free to to chime in, and if we get any more questions from the chat, we'll uh, we'll, we'll send those your let way. You know. Yes. Um. So talking uh, about this this set of ep- or this episode that we're we're covering, um. This I, this is one of those episodes where I was not expecting the interactions that we got to kind of go down in the way that they did. Uh, Raven is a character I can never figure out exactly yeah. what she's thinking and exactly what sort of cards she actually has on the table. She's still a terrible mom. <laughs> just awful. I feel like every time she's on screen, I need to just kind of put that out there like, hey, it's the bad mom. <laughs> Definitely not going to be winning any mom of the year no. awards anytime soon. Um, Seeing what I'm wondering, go ahead. No, you first. What I'm wondering is, uh, Vernal did ask her a question. Your daughter's going to be in the middle of all this. And she says that's not going to change anything. 
we'll have to see when push comes to shove because they're saying oh yeah no my daughter made her choice whatever and then there's she's about to get murdered by this person mm-hmm. i don't like um uh, and i'm speaking yeah. entirely in hypotheticals here <laughs> I, that yeah. was not a spoiler it's not even out yet she could have yang already in mind for her plan there might there might already be a yang chapter of her plan so it's like it's not going to matter because she already thought about that eventuality um, possibly but what i was going to ask is um, definitely not mom of the year, but <laughs> does does Raven being ready with that clapback on on the <laughs> the evil four make her more appealing because she's against the bad the bad folks, or is she still a terrible person? She straight up asked them to murder her brother, so <laughs> she's not real yeah, good but, at family. But the descriptors, though. Like the descriptors of um, a disgraced Elysian scientist, two lost kids, and uh, somebody who's the, and a with the name with Fall. A name so apt that she probably chose it herself. I, I yeah. did love oh, how it was beautiful. I did snatch them edges. I, I did love how Watts was like. Yeah, I can't argue with any. I was of also that. a doctor, but, but you were good. Doctor, but, <laughs> yes. You were like ninety-eight percent there, but I just can't leave that two percent hanging. He's a Ted. Dang it! He's a constant character. He's a constant character. Uh, Sam, what what's been your thoughts on Raven this season? Because we've seen a lot of development from her. Yeah, she's so intriguing to me. Um, I I don't know. I for the longest time I was like I don't know how to feel about this lady, and now we know more, and I'm like I don't know how to feel about this lady. (laughs) Like I um, I'm starting to kind of like her, kind of liking her, like grudgingly. She kind (laughs) of. She sticks to her guns, you know what I mean? And I, she, I, I don't think she thinks she's a bad mom. <laughs> I think she, you know it's what I mean? It's just tough love. <laughs> she's not a villain in her own brain. Mm-hmm. She thinks she's, you know, she's giving her child, you know, she gave her all of that information and she said, you take it or you leave it. And she saved her before, right? When mm-hmm. she was in trouble. And she said, this will be your last time. Hell no, that's not going to be your last time. There's no way. Like, <laughs> She does have that instinct in her, but yes, she's still like pretty terrible when it comes to like being a mom. Um, but she's so intriguing to me, and I love Anna's. I, I love her performance in it, and I'm really I've been so curious about her for so long that I'm really liking where we're going, and I love Renal. She's fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> Renal. Oh, cool. I was like, who's that lady? Um, but uh, yeah, so. I'm just intrigued, and I'm I do I'm starting to like her just because I don't know. I, I think you can like her as a character and still go, yeah. "Wow, you're terrible, terrible." <laughs> I think the thing exactly. that sh- I think the thing that shocked me more, um, even more than her saying, "I want my brother dead," was this moment when when Vernal is questioning her, and Raven says the exact same thing that Yang said in the last episode, and that was she made her choice. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Like mother, like daughter. Oh, oh God, yeah. Like, <laughs> They're like they mirror each other, and it's like it's just inverted. That's it. Like the colors. That's it. Like there's no like there's almost no difference to them. And I, I and that's what the thing the, the the design about Ruby too just blows my mind sometimes. I I love all the connections. Oh yeah. So yeah, you're so right. Like mother, like daughter for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I I feel like there's a lot of thought that goes into like if you're going to have two characters whose color schemes like are are that contrasted but are so closely related. Yeah, it's going to be for a reason. Yeah. Um, and and talking about that, do we think 
that Raven, when she goes off at the end, that she's actually going to try to warn Crow. I don't. I don't think. I don't think she's trying to warn him. I, I she's think she's just trying to keep an eye Checking on him. Up on yeah, him. yeah, just yeah. watching over. Like, what is he doing? What are they up to? <laughs> All right, what um, I got some schemes. What's going on over here? Uh, and then b- before we totally go away from the scene, uh, so Cinder's back. Yeah, to full yeah. sass bucket potential. Yeah, she is. Goodness, she, she found her voice, and oh man, did she miss it? <laughs> I, I do man. love how this proposed strategy went from a milk run to table flipping chaos. <laughs> like we we could make this the easiest thing possible, or we could make it a complete garbage fire. <laughs> mm, I like garbage fires, but and but that's playing right into Raven's hands, right? Because that's what Raven needs. She needs complete chaos so she can, you know, do her thing. Yeah, that's true. So that's what we're for for Raven, best case scenario is all these people just end up murdering each other and she can walk us away with the relic. Uh standing by life in chat says, I was like, there's the Cinder I love slash hate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, she's again, she's another one that you just love to hate her. And she's She's good too. Oh, it drives her nuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think it's fun to finally see uh, two maidens face to face. As well, I was expecting mm-hmm. a maiden fight. I was kind of hoping for a maiden fight. I put a pin in that for a couple episodes <laughs> down the line. It's coming. It's I coming. Can't There's imagine no it way it's not. Oh, we have man. two maidens next to each other. They don't like each other. Like, let's do this. <laughs> then, let's just do this. And then let's our go. team's gonna see the fight happening and like. I don't know who to root for. <laughs> that one's with my mom, but that one killed... No, we're rooting for that one. We're rooting for that one. Yeah. We're rooting for the one that didn't directly murder one of our friends. Good, Sounds good. That's the choice. Let's go with that. Yep. For oh sure. Um, although, that does beg the question of, like, who in this scenario... I'm not going to ask who would win in a fight, because we don't know. We we're haven't gonna, seen... We're gonna. Either of them <laughs> in action. Will we? Will we? Kind of thinking what we, we do don't. know about them, Cinder's been training with Salem, who is definitely a strict teacher, to say the least. But Vernal has had years to develop her technique. Who do we think would have an advantage in this fight? Sadly, I'm thinking Cinder. Unless Vernal can go for straight up rainfall with her powers, then maybe, yeah. yeah. But if all she can do is wind, unless you have a strong enough wind, it just tends to make fires bigger. I say yeah. in California. Yep. <laughs> well, Autumn did everything. That's like, remember true. from that flashback fight? She did ice, she did, she summoned mm-hmm. leaves and wind and fire. She did everything. This is true. Yeah, so, so that's what I would say. And there's also the fact that Cinder has had some very focused combat training, whereas I would imagine Vernal's has been more day-to-day survival, run and yeah. gun. I, mm-hmm. I doubt she's had a lot of focused combat training with her powers, because who knows how to train her in magic? Mm. Mm. That's oh, largely what? trial and error, probably, on, mm-hmm. her, on her own little corner, you know, practicing what she can. Raven's like, I could teach you how to. I could teach you how to turn into a bird. I could teach you how to live. <laughs> Can you do that? But for me, it's, it's it. the, <laughs> the Kingdom Hearts thing. Like you go through these characters that are self-taught, and you're like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then you get a game where someone's taught by a master, and you're like, Jesus. <laughs> um, I think it's gonna be like Muhammad Ali. I think if anything, Cinder's gonna be like, I have all of the power. And then Vernal's like, whatever, and just dodge and. <laughs> Take a couple of hits and then get back up and be like, "You done yet? Is that all you got?" Yeah, like I think I think Vernal has has the training to to last throughout the fight. Where Cinder's going to be like, 
Uh, fireball? That's all I got. My name's Cinder. What do you expect? <laughs> Camille in chat says yeah. Cinder would play dirty. Ooh, sure. And yeah. we really need to keep that in mind. But there's yeah. no saying that Vernal won't. She's kind but, of been yeah, living with bandits on the for street? a decade. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, feel, I feel the same way. I think she'd fight dirty, too. Yeah. So this is going to be fun. Yeah. So, provided it happens. Here's the question. And here's the question before we move on. Um, I do have a question because the one thing they point out is that Raven insists she wants to stay out of this conflict no matter what. And everybody else is quick to point out, well, that ship kind of sailed when you decided to harbor the Spring Maiden. What is Raven harboring Vernal because of some misplaced motherly, like, oh, I can't be there for my own daughter, so I'm gonna be here for this girl? Or is it simply like, oh, hey, here's a bargaining chip I can use against Ozpin or Cinder, whoever comes after me? That one. I, that's where I'm leaning, but honestly, again, with Raven, I just don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what's her end game. I don't know what it is. That's intriguing. I don't think she knows what it is either. It's, I honestly yeah. think it's just survival. Her, so she's she's gonna have she's gonna have as many bargaining chips as she can. Mm -hmm. So that you, I just want to get away from everybody. Take her. Leave me alone. Her end game is having enough bravado to be able to BS her way out of yeah. any situation. Uh, as Loco Soldado in chat says, Cinder's semblance is an ever expanding ego. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, for all of our jokes about Oz having a giant head, for sure. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, this this might have started with her taking Vernal in out of convenience and a power move and whatnot. And who knows, after a decade or so, God knows how long she's had her, she might actually care now. Yeah, that's so, true. It could have started with one and become the other. We don't exactly know. Yeah. Could be a little of column A, a little of column B for sure. Yep. Um, do we have any other thoughts on um, on Ravens and uh, and Salem's crew side of the things before we move on back to uh, Menagerie? I need more cat okay. fights. They were beautiful. We're well, we're about to get else. to a cat fight. Hey. <laughs> a literal cat fight because uh, <laughs> we get to see Gira in action for the first time. Before we get to that, though, yes. uh, I want to let the folks uh, at home know that history's critically acclaimed series Vikings premiered with a two-hour season premiere that aired Wednesday, November 29th. Make sure you go back and check it out. Season 5 began with Ivar the Boneless asserting his leadership over the great heathen army while Agartha reigns as queen of the, Ka the Katagat. Uh, Ivar's murder of his brother Sigurd sets the stage for vicious battles to come as Ragnar's sons plot their next moves after avenging their father's death. Bjorn follows his destiny into the Mediterranean Sea, and Floki, who is suffering from the loss of his wife Helga, takes to the sea, submitting himself to the will of the gods. This season is full of startling alliances and unbelievable betrayals as the Vikings fight to rule the world. Who will rise? Enter the lair <laughs> of the seer if you dare. Ready your ears for a full-on 3D audio immersion in Prophecies of the Seer. Beware, the audio series is not for the faint of heart. You'll be transported to the world of Vikings, where the Seer shares the gods' wishes for the new season. Don't forget, headphones are required for a full 3D audio impact, and you can uncover that at history.com slash the Seer. If you're not watching Vikings, you definitely should. Let me throw a wonderful actor at your face, Jonathan Rees Myers, who joins the cast this season. There are going to be 10 hard-hitting episodes... And 
boy, are we looking forward to this season. If you haven't caught any of it, there's still time. They're not even halfway through season five. So make sure to check out History's drama series Vikings. It's a family saga that tells the remarkable tales of the lives and epic adventures of the raiders and explorers of the Dark Ages. Vikings premiered on November 29th and will be airing at 9, 8 central only on History. Thanks to our friends at History. And make sure you check out Vikings. It's really exciting whenever there's additional content um, in the audio format that really takes full advantage of sound design. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I can't. And this one's gross. I have nothing but admiration for uh, any audio format that goes above and beyond like that. So that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, yeah, let's talk about Menagerie, guys. We finally get to see Corsic and Finnick uh, actually do their thing. And Those jerks. What, instead of just stand around looking vaguely menacing? <laughs> yeah. And sounding extremely menacing. Let's, let's be completely real. Credit where credit is due. <laughs> we look slightly cultish and talk extremely cultish. Yeah. <laughs> enjoy the cool <laughs> I I've enjoy I enjoyed getting to see them actually in action because yeah, it's one thing to see a character stand there and look intimidating and it's another to actually see them fight. And something and that's something that the show always excels at. You realize at this point it's cats and dogs fighting. I mean, they're Mass fun. hysteria. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not living together, uh, fighting. I mean, technically, yeah. on Menagerie, they're living together on that island. <laughs> Mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. Oh, I don't know why. I think maybe it's because of the actor who, who portrays him, because he's very tall and he's bald, but I was not expecting him to have hair. Is that weird? Like, under the hood? I was very surprised. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's what he looks like. <laughs> I definitely had that moment. <laughs> but um, one thing we, we get to see also is actually Gira. And, and I gotta say, I was like on the edge of my seat because I've been predicting for weeks that Gira's gonna be the one to bite it. No. So I'm, I don't want it to be Dude, true. Dude, I've, I've been saying sun. <gasps> what? What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> Do Plenty. you know us? Plenty, and we're running out of time. <laughs> but um, but basically, they we do get, regardless of which one of them is in danger, uh, we get to see them team up, which, regardless of what happens in the future, is a pretty gratifying moment. I might have to drop my favorite nickname for Sun and Neptune, because uh, Sun's proving to be useful. Yeah. Which is amazing. Give it time. Yeah, yeah I know. Well, it, it's only when he's with Neptune that we have team hot and useless. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. <laughs> On his own, he seems to be doing okay. Yeah. And, and, he's had so much growth. And may I yes. say, while well, watching this episode, when he dropped the, I won't let you down, sir, I, without a doubt, just said, shut up. <laughs> and then, yeah. With which gear said, shut up. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> I feel it. So eager to please. Yeah. Aww. I feel you, Panther Dad. I'm not going to lie. Because of you, Mark, every time I see the two of them on screen together, I'm always like, don't talk to me or my monkey son. Don't talk to me or my monkey son. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing you can think at this point. Shank, shank. Well, apparently people in chat are saying that seeing Gira unleash his claws reminded them of Tuxin. Of all of the callbacks. <laughs> wow. I miss that guy. Oh, well, he's there for 30 seconds. Keep missing him because he's dead. <laughs> Thanks, You're welcome. <laughs> Back to you, Megan. <laughs> but we, we see them um, teaming up, which, again, it's super great. But then we move on over to the inevitable showdown for the next episode, Blake and Elia. And there's 
they don't say a word it's just this epic stare down and my heart breaks even just thinking about what's to come <sighs> and this is the point where we remind everyone to stay spoiler free because we uh we can't talk we don't about that get to talk yet. about next week's episode yet but yeah so keep it nice in the comments keep it nice everywhere come on guys yeah i mean we knew that this series was building up to this showdown but man i'm not ready for it that's a lie. I'm ready for it. Come on. <laughs> it happened a lot faster than I expected, and I'm not. <laughs> well, there's only like this is episode nine. We've got like four episodes left. I think it's fourteen total. Okay, yeah. from yeah, what like we five heard, five episodes left. That's not very many. Fast. No. Oh yep. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Even I just noticed that. Oh, I mean, our final season finale showdown that they've so nicely laid out for us in this episode is in two days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Well. I think that just about does it for the episode itself. Do we have any final thoughts regarding the episode um, before we ask Sam a few questions uh, before we wrap up for the night? I mean, it's pretty straightforward. I think we're going to have a lot more to talk about next time, which is unfortunate because we're going to have to talk about two episodes. (laughs) Yeah, guys, holiday scheduling. uh, We're going to have to double up when we get back. Oh, but we're doing something. They're not releasing this weekend. Oh, that's true. Well, we'll, we'll depends on when they go out. public. Depends yeah, on when they right. put it public. Yeah, so we're we're not gonna have a full on Rooster Teeth show <coughs> ABTV next week. Probably the week after that. We got definitely the week after that. Keep an eye on Twitter. Twitter. We'll, Twitter. we'll keep you guys updated. Um, but yeah, okay. So that I guess that does it for the episodes. Uh, Sam, it's been so fun getting to talk to you about Wolves Inside. Um, but we've also had like a few fun Christmas episodes as well. Uh, one of the things that we just saw that was the uh, Ruby Chibi Christmas episode. At <laughs> trying to remember. Oh no, I don't know if I've watched it yet. Oh no, <laughs> that's okay. I don't think you. I don't think you had any dialogue other than like. Um, a it was. It what was parody. Are you guys doing? There was a very very brief uh, cameo from Team Juniper at the very end, but it was a Peanuts Christmas. And yeah, I now I, remember, now I remember. I was like, "What did I? What did I record?" I like because I because I. It's hard to keep up. I'm not gonna lie. Like t- Ruby TV is like pumping out so much. I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm so behind on all of these." <laughs> but um, yes, Peanuts Christmas. Tell what was it? Remind me because I remember this. Yeah, it was. It was there for a. It was an extended Grinch parody. And then for a hot second, Team Juniper showed up at the end and went, wait, what, what parody are we doing? Mm-hmm. I, yes, that was it! I laughed so hard when I read that script. <laughs> I think that Ruby Chibi is, like, so... I'm so sorry. My dog wants all of my attention. No, that's fine. <laughs> I, have to, so, I have to let him out very quickly. Go. No. <laughs> Behind the scenes. No worries. I would not. He's been pawing me, just staring at me. Oh okay. <laughs> Who are you talking to, Mom? <laughs> Pay attention to me. We we had Joe uh, Skype in for uh, for Red versus Blue, and his cat made a cameo for for a quick second. Right Several. So. <laughs> um, cat wouldn't leave him alone. So with uh, with that appearance in that Christmas episode, we also got the Camp Camp Christmas episode. Uh, which, uh, sadly, the Flower Scouts were missing, but we completely understand why. Like, I did why. not record that one. No, 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 no. <laughs> but how do you think, how do you think the Flower Scouts spend Christmas? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, 
uh, baking those cookies for Santa. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like those cookies? Oh, boy. Yeah, oh, and God. waiting up all night to see what have you got for us. Because we were so good this year. <laughs> so. I was going to say, does baking those cookies for Santa put them on the naughty list or the nice list? <laughs> the top of the nice list. Um, yeah, like he, like, Holy things are good, girls. It's good. It's like, yeah, we're good. <laughs> Hell of a con. God damn. Um, uh, Real, Real Miss K Rose asks uh, of volume five so far, what was your favorite line or lines to record? Oh, of so far. Because I, um, I did some really amazing ones just recently for the later in the season. Um, let me think about. Uh, I'm going to give it a, a, just a sec. Uh, Can I give you one that I enjoyed? Yeah, you're sure. <laughs> They're both birds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're both birds. There was um, the arm arm wrestling one. Yes, that was so fun. And uh, oh, did did he age backwards? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when we were recording it, like I kind of riffed on it for a little bit. I was like, "Is he like a Benjamin Button?" <laughs> like, you know. obviously they didn't use it, but whatever. Um, but, but I, she's been super. She's been pretty funny, like a good comedic relief this mm-hmm. season specifically. So yeah, she's. I did some pretty fucking badass stuff. Like the, my last recording was, which was my rap. So I'm really looking forward to the end of the season. I, so I still don't. Yeah. I still don't really know what happens, though. To be quite honest, so like, I just know, like we all say, we only know what we go and record, and like I always get kind of caught up with where they're at, but I'm still a little, con- I'm still confused. Um, so as long as I'm watching and not skip an ex- episode and not realize I've skipped an episode, then I'm good. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I really appreciate is how much of the look of the show has evolved. And just seeing Nora, uh, I think more, most of all, Nora's mannerisms and her expressions and the way her hair bounces, it's its just the best thing in the world. I love how, like, her posture now is even, like, she's so much even more childlike, like, the older she gets. Like, the way that she, um, she's so, ah, she's so grounded but yet playful it's such a fun balance I like I've loved all of her movement this season I think she's just I've I just I've loved her so much this season I love everything though like I'm realizing while I'm watching stuff that like just the movement alone of very uh very subtle things like a hair or someone's eyes that are like from a distance like getting news like in a group like Mm. it's all so incredible it's I it's, it's captivating at times. Like I, I was watching it the other night and I was just like, Oh my God. Like I can't believe how incredibly detailed some of this stuff is. And yet it's not at the same time. It's a, it's a weird, it's a weird feeling. I love it though. It's so good. It really is. Well, we're running a little short on time. Unfortunately. Do you guys, do you guys have yeah. any final questions for our wonderful guest? No, I'm, not at the moment. Thank you. No, uh, th- this has been an absolute pleasure, and uh, we know we're we're gonna not wait too long to talk to you again, especially uh, leading up to the end of the Wilson side campaign and going into that production. But we thank you for spending some of your time and uh, sharing some of it with us and the the listeners out there. 
Thank you so much. I talked too much. So, no. but thank no, you for did not. <laughs> no such thing. It is an. Oh, well, thanks al- for having me, guys. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. Uh, cannot say thank you enough. And uh, I look forward to. I, I'm, I hope one day there's a flashback episode to where Nora gets her semblance and we actually get to see her getting struck by oh, lightning. Yeah, we wrote it. That was my favorite line. That was it. That's it. <laughs> where she's like. Oh, you know, struck by lightning, didn't die. Crazy Thursday. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was it. That's hope, my favorite line. <laughs> I hope we get to see so that good. flashback someday. Oh, um, my God. Again, Do we really need to, though? Because that's a great noodle incident. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, again, Sam, thank you so, so much. Uh, where can people go if they want to keep up with you and uh, about and up with all of your If for some reason they don't follow you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, um, uh, at Ireland underscore Sam. Guys, I get that. I don't even remember sometimes. Um, and then on, I, I'm public on Instagram again, just cause why, why not? You know, I don't, nah, I haven't, I don't have anything to hide. Um, Samantha underscore Ireland there. And on my website, SamanthaIreland.com. Um, it takes me a while to get back to people though on that. And you, that's it. That is it. So, well, yeah. thank you so so much again. I cannot wait to see the short film. Um, best of luck with the rest of the campaign. Uh, thank, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon, Sam. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, this is always so fun. Um, but yeah, we should probably wrap it up for the evening. Yes, I believe. Mm-hmm. I believe we should. So we did mention that we're not going to be back next week because the studio is going to be closed. However, uh, we are going to be streaming Ruby Grim Eclipse. Woo! We started. Scre- yeah, we yeah. streamed the first half of it on Thanksgiving week when we had to meet, miss that week. And we're going to be streaming the second half of it uh, next Wednesday. So make sure to check that out if you want to watch the first half where Stacey, Megan, and myself uh, traveled through the first part of the game. Go to InventoryFull on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash inventoryfullpt. Uh, we have it in the highlights section. You can watch the entire stream. Uh, it was a whole bunch of fun. We want to play with you. It's just going to be a big conversation, and we're going to play video games uh, post-Christmas. So uh, make sure to check that out, and follow me on Twitter at Mark B. Donica. Uh, <laughs> Stacy, where can people go if they want to follow you? If you want to check out what I'm up to, you can find me on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, all over the place, at Stacy Shuttles. I'm Katie Cullen. You can follow me all over the social medias. Excuse me. <clears throat> As well as on uh, Twitch and YouTube at Kiaget, that is K-I-A-X-E-T. If you want to see Megan's and my reactions to these episodes, the YouTube channel is where that lives. Uh, don't forget to follow Patrick at P to the D's on Twitter. And I'm Megan Salinas. You guys can feed it with the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. Um, happy holidays, everybody. What are, re- regardless of what you celebrate, I hope you have a wonderful holiday. And if we don't see you, a very happy new year. Thank you all so, so much for watching. Thanks again to Sam for coming on. We will see you all next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Dust you later. Herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 